بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القران المجيد بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقال الرسول يا ربي ان قوم اتخذوا هذا القران مهجورا وقال تعالى ولقد انزلنا اليكم كتابا فيه ذكركم افلا تعقلون صدق الله العظيم my respected elders my dear brothers mothers and sisters and young students assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our Lord, our creator, nourisher, provider, the most high, the most sublime, the owner of all attributes, of all the best of attributes, the one who has the keys to the entire treasures of this world and the next, the one who introduces himself throughout the Qur'an, speaking about his greatness and magnificence that this whole world in reality is a mere manifestation of his greatness the whole maqsad and the purpose of every invention of every progression every movement in reality is to show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power and might from the movement of a small mosquito to the movement of the massive sun in its orbit, all say one thing. From the tiny eggs that hatch somewhere below a tree to a large animal that is being eaten up by another animal, all are speaking one thing. Thousands of people becoming ill and sick and thousands of people being cured all say one thing. Thousands of young boys and girls, infants being born into the world, and thousands dying and leaving this world, all say one thing. They all, every single one of these things speaks about Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's oneness, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's might, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's strength, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wisdom. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, respected friends, has not created you and I without a purpose. We haven't created the heavens and the earth without a purpose. This is the assumption of the disbelievers. This is the assumption of the disbelievers. As Muslims, every action that we do and every command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we welcome, we need to know very well that there is a message in, behind each and every one of those things. Fasting and qiyam and taraweeh and Laylatul Qadr, <clears throat> every single thing, there is a hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala behind that. Lucky is that individual who is able to read between the lines, who is able to understand the, the message that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is communicating with him, communicating to him via these commands, via these incidents. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, ظَهَرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ النَّاسِ Chaos is spread, has spread all over the earth and land and sea 
because of the actions of people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Whatever affliction comes to you, it is because of your own actions. A retribution for your own actions. And He forgives many types of sins. Meaning He does not hold you accountable for everything. My respected brothers and sisters, every action around us is speaking and is inviting us for tadabbur, tafakkur, to ponder and to think about why is this happening. We need to, we always wonder why. Children ask questions of why. We also ask questions why. The answer is very clear. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants it that way. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want it that way? Because He has, for example, asked us to be obedient to Him and we haven't. Or he has, he has given this problem or difficulty a means of us getting closer to Him. Because we haven't done ibadah, so through patience we get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Respected elders, brothers, mothers and sisters, the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is coming to you and I through the Qur'an. And this is the message of Ramadan. That Ramadan is that month. Yes, we fast and yes, we do so many other beautiful things in this month. But one of the most important aspects of this month, this is Shahrul Wahi. This is the month of revelation. The previous scriptures, whether it's the scriptures of Ibrahim salam, the scriptures of Musa salam, the scriptures of other prophets were revealed in this month. And the Quran as well was revealed in this month. From the preserved tablet to the first heavens, in its entirety, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this Quran. And then over a period of 23 years, bit by bit, as was required and as was needed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed it to the Prophet So Ramadan is Shahrul Wahi. It is a month of revelation. All the previous revelations as well as the Quran being revealed in this month. Allah Jalla Jalaluhu clearly says, Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Quran. This ayah we all know, we've heard it from Surah Al-Baqarah. The month of Ramadan in which the Qur'an was revealed. فِيهِ هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ In it lies guidance for people. وَبَيِّنَاتٍ مِّنَ الْهُدَىٰ وَالْفُرْقَانِ In it lies very clear signs. And in it lies the criterion through which you differentiate between falsehood and truth. Between right and between wrong. My brothers and sisters, the message of Ramadan is for you and I to reflect on the Qur'an to see what extent is the Qur'an in my life. And this is genuinely a true call to action for me and for all of us present here, listening. That Alhamdulillah, we are about to complete the recitation of Tarawih, uh, Quran in Taraweeh. Most of you have, are, have listened to the entire Quran or a good portion of it in Taraweeh. Many of us are now quickly moving forward to try to complete our rounds of Quran in this month. We hope we are all able to do so, inshaAllah. But my brothers and sisters, this month is not merely for listening to the Qur'an in Taraweeh, nor is it a month only for us to recite through it, or even read a translation of the Qur'an. But more importantly, it is a month of tadabbur. It is a, it is a month of us reflecting on the verses and the teachings of the Qur'an to see, where am I with the call of the Qur'an? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so beautifully asks us, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, all over, O people who have already believed. O all of you who have said, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. O those of you who have willingly submitted yourself to Allah and His Rasul into the Qur'an, I'm asking you to do the following things. For example, 
Aminu billah. I want you to renew your faith. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, La tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawtin nabi. Do not raise your voice over the voice of the Prophet For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell us that, O oh, oh believers, None of you should backbite one another. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for example, says, None of you should mock and belittle one another. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for example, asks us that to ensure that we become from amongst those who give our zakah, who perform our salah, who guard Tell the believing men and the believing women to lower their gazes and to protect their private parts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, respected friends, asks us, Ya amanu, udkhulu Enter into Islam with in totality. Completely, completely submit yourself to Islam. Respected friends, there were people previously who had a habit of taking from the Qur'an what they liked, what met their fancy, and what they didn't like or went against their desires, they left it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, They believe in some portions of the book, and then they leave certain other portions and they belie it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't speak favorably about such people who would take the Qur'an as their own book, and tear out whatever they don't want and keep whatever they want. Respect their friends, this is not the method of dealing with the Qur'an. Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you and I this beautiful book for reflection and for tatbiq, to put it into our practice. You, we, 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 I've commonly shared a, a simple story, but it has beautiful meaning to it, of a village that had a problem of, an, of predatory animals attacking in the night. And so they, the villagers decided that they would have people on guard. But these, young, these men who would be guarding the village at night were scared because they would be seeing that the predatory cats of the jungle would be coming out at night attacking their, uh, their animals and possibly even attacking human life. So someone said, go to the city. And there is now new technology called you know, the shotgun. You go purchase that, and you will be able to knock out even an, a raging, charging elephant. So they went ahead and purchased this from the, village, the city and came back. The, and they gave it to the man who was on guard for the night and said, use this to protect the community and ourselves from the onslaught of this animal or any animal that comes at night. The next day they go see and lo and behold, they see that the man who had the shotgun in his hand is about to pass away, he's about to die, his body is torn up into pieces. And they are shocked that this hadn't happened before. Why is it now that he has a shotgun, he is now almost losing his life. So they asked him, as he's you know, breathing his last, what did you do? We gave you a shotgun. Howard, did you end up in this situation like this? And he said, I'm angry at you. The things have become more worse than before. It was never this bad. He said, what did you do? He said, I did as you told me. You told me that if I were to use this bullet, this will even kill a charging elephant. So when I saw the lion or the tiger coming out of the jungle, one after another, I started taking out bullets and I started propelling it with my hand at the, at the lion. And instead of looking the other way, it began to look at me and it charged against me. And it did this to me as you see. So the villagers said, what a fool. This is not, this is not what we have told you. We have told you that the, the, the bullet itself is gonna, not going to do much. The bullet, it's going to attract the attention and actually end up in the situation. You're going to end up in a situation that you're in today. You were supposed to have placed this bullet in the barrel of the gun. And then had released it and you'd see what it had done. 
Look at that, my brothers. That same bullet which was so powerful to destroy an elephant became a means of the death of this individual because it was simply placed in a wrong place. The book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala needs to be placed in its barrel. And that barrel is not a bookshelf, it's not an app, it's not the phone, it is our hearts, minds, and bodies. When the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mutabbaq, is followed upon in a person's life, then amazing things will happen. As, as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَرْفَعُ بِهَادَ الْكِتَابِ أَقْوَامًا وَيَضَعُ بِهِ آخَرِينَ Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises up nations through the book of Allah. People who are slaves, people who are barbaric, people who are so barbaric that outsiders did not want to even rule over them. But because of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah jalla jalaluhu brought the treasures that have been stored up for thousands of years to their feet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought very so-called civilized nations and made them their servants. Through the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah jalla jalaluhu's promise is with anyone. Whoever chooses to take the book of Allah seriously and put it in front of him, qadahu usaqahu ilal jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ensure that this mushaf, this book of Allah will pull you towards paradise. And whoever, no matter who his father, mother, grandfather, grandparents may have been, respected elders and brothers, and no matter how much wealth that person may have, but whoever ja'alahu khalfa dhahri, whoever puts it behind his back, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ensure saqahu ila nar, it will push this individual, nay the entire community towards hellfire. The book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that unstoppable engine. When put into the front, it will put you in that direction. When put in the back, it will tow you away in the other direction. There is no stopping to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Respected friends, how can there be a stopping to the book of Allah? When the book of Allah is not a creation of Allah, if you think the sun is mighty, if you think a tsunami is mighty, if you think the oceans of a massive, I'm sorry, the waves of a massive ocean are mighty, if you think that the huge multi-mile mountains are mighty, if you think that never-ending, supposedly never-ending cosmos and the billions of light-year away stars, and the billions of degrees hot stars are mighty. Respective friends, all of this is a creation of Allah. And a creation will always remain a creation. It can never compete with the Creator. It will always still be insignificant in front of the Creator. But one thing that is not the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but rather it is the indispensable, the, 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 unti the untimed, the untimed, Book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the, an attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Most definitely, this is the most valuable thing that exists. This is the greatest thing that is out there. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, Fihi hudan wa nur. With it lies guidance, within it lies nur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Hudan lil muttaqeen. Within it lies guidance for those who have taqwa. Allah says, Ja'akum nurun wa kitabun mubeen. Nur has come to you, and a very clear book has come to you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kitabun fihi dhikrukum. This is a book in which you are mentioned. You are being mentioned in this book, or this is a book in which you are being reminded about your purpose. Allah Jalla Jalaluhu says in Surah Al Fatir that there are different types of people who deal with the Quran at different levels. We have made 
the people. We have made our chosen servants as the inheritors of this book. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not need to give this to anyone. This is an honor for this ummah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is using the word wiratha, that I have made you an inheritor of my word. I have made you an inheritor of my book. I have made you an inheritor of my attribute. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, however, there are three groups of people. I have chosen all of you. I've given it to you. فَمِنْهُمْ ثُمَّ أَوْرَثْنَا الْكِتَابَ الَّذِينَ اصْطَفَيْنَا مِنْ عِبَادِينَ فَمِنْهُمْ ظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِ However, they are those who choose to oppress themselves. They are those who choose to shoot themselves in the leg and who turn away from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their entire lives are spent and they have become experts in all sorts of fields. But unfortunately, they have not decided to spend some time to learn Surah Al-Fatiha to be recited properly. They have spent years studying all sorts of other sciences. But when asked, they may not even know the translation of that opening chapter of the Qur'an, which we recite tens of times a day. Whose fault is that, my brothers? Whose fault is that? When a person has so much energy, time, and effort put into various materialistic things, but a few moments of reflection over قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدْ a few moments of reflection over the ayat, the opening verses of Surah Yusuf, a person is deprived of that. A person has no idea what's going on. Yet for so many immigrants, or vast majority of immigrants of this country, and a huge number of Muslims, most definitely they were not born with the English language. This was something that they learned and they mastered, because that's what is required to earn money. And so they did it. But when it comes to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let us each and in every one of us ask ourselves, what have I done to be able to understand this book of Allah, his sifa of Allah, the attribute of Allah, within it lies the keys to the success of entire humanity and jinn kind. Within it lies the success for this world and the next. How much time and effort have I dedicated to even understanding a portion of it? How much time have I dedicated to begin to at least recite it the way it was revealed to the Prophet ﷺ? If I stand up here and speak in English with a, a, a non-American accent, which is what we call the Fabish accent, then even the immigrants would hear and say, What is this guy saying? Mulan Abrarul Haqsab heard a story about him from my Shaykh that he was in an elevator. He was going up in an elevator and he had people around him. People, just random people, Muslims. So he said, I want you to, he said, what floor? He said, I want you to press toe. Toe. What does toe mean? Tell me. Two. They told him, Mulana, this is not toe, this is two. He said, Bhai, mujhe pata hai, two hai. I know it's two. Look at how upset you got when I said toe. Because this is the number two on an English language, you don't like hearing it, and you're correcting me. How do you think it is when you read Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen every single day to Allah? How do you think that is? You're reciting Allah's kalam back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Majhul? Reading it incorrectly? With the ha instead of a ha, you're reading ha. A'udhu instead of the hamza and the ayn, you're reading a'udhu. The meaning is completely changing. How do you think you take it Allah's word, reciting it back to Allah and messing it up? We get so allergic when we hear English being mispronounced. But what about the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How much effort have I done in trying to recite it? How much effort have you put on your kids? Probably a lot. Let's leave the kids right now. I'm asking ourselves. 
Because every man has to go in the grave himself. Every woman has to go into the grave herself. You are responsible for your children. That's right. But tell me, we're not going to get off the hook by saying, mashallah, I sent my kids to the summer program. No. Each person has to recite. Each person has to know his own Quran. Allah Jalla Jalalu says three categories. I'm being asked to request you to please move forward. There's a lot of these spaces. Please move forward. There's people who are already by the shoe side. Move up, move up, please. Move up, move up. May Allah reward you for every step you're taking. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this a step towards Jannah. Say Ameen. Every step you're taking, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it a step towards His Maghfirah. Say Ameen. Every step that you're taking, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take it a step towards Laylatul Qadr. Say Ameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَمِنْهُمْ ظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِي The first are those who oppress themselves. Any spot you see, fill it up please, because we're going to shortly stand up for salah. فَمِنْهُمْ ظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِي Number two, فَمِنْهُمْ ظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِي وَمِنْهُمْ مُقْتَصِدٌ Then there are those who follow the middle ground. درمیان والے, mediocre. They stay away from the haram, they do the basics. And then Allah says, وَمِنْهُمْ سَابِقٌ بِالْخَيْرَاتِ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ Then there are those who are the front runners. There are those who are the gold medalists. There are those who, mashaAllah, who are at the very top, the premium class. سَابِقٌ بِالْخَيْرَاتِ They are way ahead of everyone else in good deeds. بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ ذَلِكَ هُوَ الْفَوْزُ الْكَبِيرِ ذَلِكَ هُوَ الْفَضُّ الْكَبِيرِ That is the great success and great honor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. جَنَّاتُ عَدْنٍ يَدْخُلُونَهَا These people will enter the paradise under which rivers flow. يُحَلَّوْنَ فِيهَا مِنْ أَسَاوِرَ مِنْ ذَهَبٍ وَلُؤْلُؤَاهُ and Allah Jalla Jalaluhu says that they will be so grateful to Allah. Ya Allah, we're so grateful to you that you have given us this abode of eternity. Abode of Akhirah. Because why these people decided to take the book of Allah as a gift, not as a burden. Allah says in the Quran, مَا أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْكَ الْقُرْآنَ لِتَشْقَى I haven't revealed this Quran to you so that you can suffer. The purpose of the Quran, not all of us have to become hafiz. And I mean it, not every one of you has to make your child a half of the Qur'an. It's not necessary. Absolutely not necessary. However, what is necessary for every son and daughter and every man and woman is to become amil bil Qur'an, a practitioner of the Qur'an. That is what's gonna count. If a person memorizes the mere words of the Qur'an, but is indulged in riba, is indulged in interest, is indulged in drinking, is indulged in lying, is indulged in, uh, indulged in deceit, indulged in cheating in business, respective friends, is indulged in neglecting salah, then this Qur'an, as we said, will become hujjatun laka aw alayk, will become a proof for you or against you. When a person says in a court of law, you knew that you did this, you did X, Y, and Z, you, you ran through the light, you, you hit and run, you did this and that, and a person says, yes, I know I broke all these rules, so what? If a person says that, my brothers and sisters, that's not gonna help him, that's gonna only make things worse. That you knew it and yet you ran away from the accident scene. That's worse. If a person has memorized the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or memorized a portion of it, but it's not in practice, I fear that this will become a very big burden for us, for me and for you on the Day of Judgment and in the Qabr as well. Respective friends, the month of Ramadan is a month of rekindling our love for the Qur'an. Love for the Qur'an so that we enjoy listening to its recitation. We get rid of the music from our lives and we make Qur'an the music of our ears. We make Qur'an the hyming of our tongues. We make the Qur'an the music of our hearts. We make Qur'an our partner at, before we go to bed. 
It is not a movie, it's not a song, but it's Surah Al-Mulk and Surah Al-Sajdah. It's Ayatul Kursi. It is Qul Ya'ayul Kafirun, Qul Allahu Ahad, Qul A'udhu Rabbil Falaq, Qul A'udhu Rabbil Nas. Those are our parting words for the night. In the morning, it is not what the news reports are mentioning, but it is Surah Al-Fatiha and Ayatul Kursi as we are making preparations for wudu to go for Salat Al-Fajr. That is Tatbiq Al-Amali. That is taking the Qur'an and putting it into the barrel. Wallahi, one Muslim is so powerful. Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said, La taqumu sa'atu hatta yuqalu fil ard. Allah, Allah, Allah. That the day of judgment cannot come upon this earth and upon the heavens and the earth until even one person is saying, yuqalu, until someone is saying, Allah, Allah. That is the power of the Muslim. Each one of you sitting here is the peg upon which this whole world is running. You may not have a job right now. You may not be very educated right now. You may not be very liked by your friends. You may have problems at home, but know very well that the kalima in your heart is so beloved to Allah, is so beautiful in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that it is only that kalima because of which this whole world is running. That is the barrel. When the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is placed in that barrel, amazing things can happen. You think, you think my brothers and sisters, that you are not going to be able to get halal income once you put the book of Allah in your, in your life? You think your daughter won't get married once you put the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your life? You think your son's marriage won't be saved if you put the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your life? Do you think your own marriage won't be saved if you put the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your own life? You don't, you don't think that subhanAllah those people who've stopped talking to you will start and your relationships with people will blossom and that your life will become so much more enjoyable if you put the book of Allah in your life? Nay, way beyond that, the entire world will come right. The animal kingdom, the jinn kingdom, the Muslim world, the non-Muslim world, peace will reign over the entire world once you and I, this community here, the Muslim community decides that enough is enough. The book of Allah is not to be only recited and heard in Taraweeh and walk away from the Khatm al-Quran. Nay, I am deciding on this blessed Friday in the last 10 nights of Ramadan that inshallah I will build a solid connection with the book of Allah. Say inshallah that I will begin to learn how to recite it with tajweed. Say inshallah and I will make an attempt to recite at least, at the very, 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 very least, twice a year. Once in the month of Ramadan, and once out of, outside of the Ramadan. In Arabic, inshallah. Say inshallah. There is nothing to feel ashamed of. Nothing to feel shy. Allah Jalla Jalalu loves when an old person, old lady, old man comes to him, repenting. If you don't know how to read Quran, alhamdulillah, the doors are open. There are so many opportunities to learn, whether here, other institutions, online, in the comfort of your home. There is no excuse. 24-7, based on your schedule, there are people available to teach online. Please take this initiative. Take this initiative that I will not allow another Ramadan to come without knowing how to recite the Quran properly. Say inshallah. And then number two, make this intention that I will learn, I will go through at the very least one minimum round of the translation of the Qur'an to know what my Allah is saying. It's not sufficient to see, oh the Imam is very you know, emotional when reading this and so and so, I wonder what he's saying. I mean, you have, don't you want to know what he's saying? Don't you want to know why that so and so Imam is crying at that ayah? Don't you want to know, subhanAllah, what it is? How little children, when the older brother is reading a book, says, what happened, storybook? Everyone wants to know what's happened in the story. Everyone wants to know what's in the latest news. What about, what is Allah trying to say to me? To me, not to him, to me. He's speaking to me. He's speaking to me individually. What is he trying to say? Let, if we cannot learn the Arabic language the way we have learned the English language, then at the very least, let us go through a translation of the Quran. And let us attend tafsir sessions, whichever masajid, or online, listen to the durus of the ulama if we cannot read a, a tafsir on our own. 
Ma'arif al-Quran, for example, or Tafsir ibn Kathir, which is in English. Read that. If not, attend the Tafsir Durus of our scholars in the community and beyond. And lastly, and most importantly, make intention that whatever my Lord says, if He asks us to do me what, he's, what He says, I am going to implement that. And what He has asked me to stay away from, I shall stay away from that. Because in it lies my success. I pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this Shahru Ramadan, may He truly make it a Shahrul Qur'an for all of us. May He truly make it a, an opportunity for us to rekindle our connection with the Qur'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make Qur'an our best partner, our best friend in this world, in the grave and in the hereafter. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make Qur'an our intercessor tomorrow on the Day of Judgment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our tongues moist and busy with the recitation of the Qur'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our eyes moist as we read the Qur'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow our hearts to tremble as we recite and read the Qur'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to have full conviction on every single verse of the Qur'an. Ameen, ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Let us stand up and pray our sunnah.